Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I would like to expand our gospel reading this morning. It goes from Mark 8, 1 through 10, and I would like to begin at verse 11 and finish in verse 21. This is right after the feeding of the 4,000. The Pharisees came and began to argue with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Truly, I say to you, no sign shall be given to this generation. And he left them, and getting into the boat, again he departed to the other side. Now they had forgotten to bring bread, and they only had one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they discussed it with one another, saying, We have no bread. And being aware of it, Jesus said to them, Why do you discuss the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many basketful of broken pieces did you take up? They said to him, Twelve. And the seven for the four thousand, how many basketful of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, Seven. And he said to them, Do you not yet understand? And that ends the, the reading in verse 21. Now, I expanded it today because it's just simply easier to preach on a larger passage. I'm just kidding. Although it is, obviously, the more material you have, the easier it is to find a point. But the truth is, is that I, I think that, there's a, that this, this forms a, a single idea, the feeding of the 4,000. Because you see, in chapter 6, he had already fed the 5,000, which he refers to later in the gospel. There are some commentators, um, typically the critical kind, that say, oh, well, this is a repetition of the same miracle, and there were, there were two different uh, source materials that he had, and he wrote one down, and then being a fool, he wrote the other one down. Of course, this does not actually comport with the gospel that we read, because Jesus himself, and this, of course, being reported to Mark from Peter, talks about, do you remember the 5,000 I fed to one incident, and then do you remember the 4,000 I fed? So there were two separate incidents. And in fact, there's, there's, a, there's kind of a, a theological numerology uh, to what's going on here because when he's on the Jewish side of the creek, of the, the Sea of Galilee, how many basketfuls are taken up? Twelve. The twelve tribes of Israel. When he's on the Gentile side, how many basketfuls does he take up? Seven. You know, catechizing, you, catechizing you just like Jesus catechized the, the, the disciples. Seven. The days of creation and the day of rest. The whole thing, the number of completion, the whole world, not just the Jews, but everybody. And then come the Pharisees. So he does this miracle. He feeds the 4,000. The Pharisees are, didn't come off a boat. It says that they were, seems to be right there with him. And they ask him for a sign. <laughs> and he sighs. He's like, oh, good. 
You know, seriously, did you not just see what I did? And you've been following me around. This is chapter 8 of a 16-chapter gospel. This is the middle of Jesus. Plenty of miracles have been done. Plenty. So what are these guys looking for? What is it that they want? You know, really and truly, they don't want to exercise any faith, trust, love at all. What they want is for, you know, not, not arm bending, but just overwhelming. So as to, so to completely overwhelm them. So they don't have to do anything. They want to be a house plant. They don't want to, to act with any will whatsoever. They want their free will taken from them. Well, let me tell you something, folks. There's no love without free will. It just doesn't exist. You must have free will or your love for God is just a joke. It's not real. It's not real at all. Unless you act of your own volition. But maybe it's not that. Maybe they just want the, the, the Mount of Transfiguration experience. Where, they're, where the, the, three, the, inner, the, the inner three, uh, Peter, uh, James, and John are flattened to the ground with the presence of God. Light everywhere, just to the point where they can't see. The voice of God thundering, shaking their skeletons inside their bodies. But what would the Pharisees do with that? They might think, I must be in a dream state. Or they might just, you know, some existential, you know, philosophy about, well, this is curious. But it would not produce in them faith. It just simply wouldn't. Why? Because they meet Jesus with malice and insincerity. And therein is the first sin that I want to point out. And that is a bad one. That is the, the, the malice and insincerity, disingenuousness of this. Do they really think that God does not know them? You think there's some sin that you have that's a secret to God? One that you commit by yourself? One that you commit in your own heart? Lust? Envy? Pride? I can list a whole bunch of sins that, you, that may be all over you and that nobody would ever see. Or maybe it's just malice. Now, Jesus gets into the boat, and there's a parenthetical statement here in verse 14, if you're following along. Now, they had forgotten to bring bread, and they only had one loaf in the boat with them. That's just some, that he just wants to talk about where the disciples are in their own minds. And Jesus is exasperated in his human nature, and he gets into the boat, and he says, don't be like those guys, the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And because he said the word leaven, what do they think of? He must be talking about the bread that we don't have. These guys are just brilliant, brilliant. Leaven. Paul talks about the bread of insincerity. Uh, that's the leaven that he's talking about. The insincerity of the Pharisees. You see, because leavened bread, well, as Paul, Paul says, is the bread of insincerity. Why is that? Okay, well, look, you take a donut and you take a bagel, okay? Donut, leaven, 
bagel, no leaven. Which has more wheat in it? Even though they both be the same size, well, this is the puffed up one. It's not really as big as it seems. The bagel, on the other hand, really is that heavy. 400 calories probably, something like that. You know, And this one maybe is 400 calories because it's covered in sugar. But not bread. You see? It's puffed up. It's insincere. Just like the insincerity of the guys that come up and say, Oh, Jesus, do another miracle for us and we'll believe. No, you won't. No, you won't. What nonsense. You won't. All the miracles in the world. The poor disciples are discussing about bread, and Jesus is probably inside out. As a matter of fact, it really does sound like he's just about had it. Because he, he, says, he says, why do you discuss the fact that you have no bread? Do you not understand? Did you not get it? That food is not a problem for us? And then he goes and catechizes them. How many basketfuls were left after I fed 5,000? Twelve. How many were after this? 4,007. What don't you get about this? So what is their problem? Their problem is, is that their eyes is on the world. They're constantly, they're looking in the bag. Translate, they're looking at their checking account. Will God provide? The IRA and so forth and so on. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with being prudent. There's nothing wrong with planning and so forth and so on. Too much hands. Um, but... But is that all you do? Is there not one scintilla of I trust God for my future? A little bit. Just a little bit. I'm asking for a gram of that. Because, see, if you, there, there's, no, there's no being false with God, okay? It's just, it just doesn't work. You're not going to be disingenuous with God, okay? And God knows if you trust him. You know, and that's what, he's, that's what he's telling the disciples. He's saying, don't look, don't look in the bread bag. Why don't you trust me? I will provide for you. Have I not? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.